Hello, flight instructors and NAFI members. This is John Niehaus, Director of Program Development for the National Association of Flight Instructors, welcoming you back to another episode of the NAFI More Right Rudder Podcast, the podcast for flight instructors on the go. And today, as we get closer to the holiday season, just wanted to remind you that NAFI memberships make great gifts for that hard-to-buy-for pilot in your life. All you have to do is sign them up at nafinet.org. So that's N-A-F-I-N-E-T dot O-R-G. They don't even have to be flight instructors. Um, They just have to be pilots that are interested in aviation safety, maybe learning something and being a part of a really cool community. And uh, you can even choose to purchase an extra year for a member who's already a member. So it uh, could go either way. You can sign somebody up or you can add on to an account that somebody already has. Makes a great gift. They've got access to all kinds of cool things by their membership. So it's discounts, it's our special interest groups, our professional development program, you name it. And uh, so feel free to, uh, to, to pursue that. And we'll even help you if you want to give us a call at 866-806-6156. Now, let's see here. So today we are going to be talking to Karen Kalashek. Now, Karen is the current NAFI chair. She took over for Bob Mater, who did a fantastic job for years. And Karen's doing an amazing job in her own right, and she just started. So I did a 10-question challenge with her a little while ago, and frankly, we learned a lot about her. And I think that this is really important because when you are a member of an association, you really need to know who the leadership is. And um, I think you guys know a, a decent amount about me, but Karen's still fairly new, and so I thought that this was a really good thing. So I'm not going to introduce her too much here, because you'll learn a lot about her in the uh, the next few minutes, but uh, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, if you want to get me something for the end of the year, subscribe. Maybe give us a five-star rating. Follow us on any of the social media outlets, and of course, as we already talked about, join NAFI if you haven't already. So, without further ado, the 10-question challenge with NAFI's board chair, Karen Kalashak. Now today, I'm very pleased to have the new 2022 NAFI chair, Karen Kalashak. Now Karen's been an instructor since 2010, so 12 years of experience. She's a CFI, I, MEI, AGI, ATP, CFIG, recruited a lot of the, uh, the, the letters that you can get. Gold SEAL instructor, Um, she's a major in the Civil Air Patrol, and she operates in a lot of capacities, but uh, primarily as a flight instructor, a check pilot, and a pilot examiner. She originally joined the board, uh, the NAFI board, in 2018, and she was also awarded the 2019 National Fast Team Rep of the Year. Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. It's so great to see you, John. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. And in typical fashion, we'll jump straight into it with the first question. Mm -hmm. So was flight instruction part of your original career plan or was it something you never anticipated doing? 
you're going to have to define that question just a little bit, because when you say original career plan, uh, that was never on my radar. Uh, okay. Aviation is actually a third career. So, oh, wow. Yeah, but once I discovered aviation at a <clears throat> milestone birthday, uh, I really very much passionately got involved and very quickly, I'd, even before I earned my private pilot, decided I really needed to get into aviation as a career. And because I was doing a lot of training and I had formerly taught graduate school, I thought the very best fit's going to be in the instructional role. So that really, that really became my, my goal even before I was a private pilot. Oh, wow. So what, what kind of drove you to aviation in, uh, in having these career changes? Well, like many people, I was a barbell. I started lessons just on a, you know, something to do when I was in my early 30s. I had a, I worked at a bank. I was pursuing a banking career and our bank president has private pilot certificate. And in a conversation, he encouraged me to take lessons. And actually I started at the same small country airport that he had, uh, made it through solo, but not much further than that. I had two young children under five. I was single, working full-time, teaching part-time, and there simply wasn't enough time and money. And besides, two kids wouldn't fit in a 150. So I finally realized the logic of that and uh, just kind of let it slide off into the nether regions. Uh, but really, when I hit that milestone birthday, which I can tell you was 50, a friend of mine asked me, there was a combination of two wonderful coincidences. One friend said to me, what are you going to do for the big one? And another friend happened to mention in a conversation, she said she made a comment about we all have unfinished business. Hmm. And that somehow just gelled in my mind. And within a few minutes, I thought, I'm going to finish that private pilot certificate. And that was really just the goal. That was it. It felt like unfinished business. But when I started up again, by this time, I was living in Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, busy class Charlie. And my flight instructor happened to be a brand new minted flight instructor himself. Hmm. My absolute quest for every morsel of knowledge that I could get matched his desire to cram it all into my brain. Uh, so it, we're actually a very good blend for an instructor and a student. And that, and again, pretty quickly, I discovered that love of aviation. Also, the fact I really, really loved antique aircraft and was warmly welcomed into that community, uh, the camaraderie, the support, and it just really all kind of led to the goals that very happily came to fruition. Yeah, once a teacher, always a teacher, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So reflecting on your instructor skill with your first student, how well do you think you did? I think I did the same thing my instructor did. I was trying <laughs> to cram a thousand pounds of content into a 500 pound container. <laughs> you know, I think many new instructors feel the same way. It's like you have all this wonderful knowledge and you want to share it. You want to bequeath it to someone else. Uh, so that's one of the things we have to learn as instructors. What each individual is interested, you know, what their particular interest it is, their capabilities, their goals, and then better modify our approach to fit the individual. Very fortunately for me, my first, uh, my first learner was similar to myself also. So we spent a lot of time learning well beyond the minimum. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the same thing with mine. And 
it was one of those circumstances where I wanted them to be so prepared. Oh, the examiner might ask you this. The examiner might ask you that. And I, I just, I found myself just being, trying to push too much on them. And, uh, you know, it's definitely an art form that you learn of like, okay, yes, they do need to know these things, but maybe not right now. <laughs> right. And very fortunately, I think some of the later learners I had weren't my first. For example, a gent who came in one day and he said, I've been, I've been reading and I'd really like to understand how a jet engine works. And I was able to comfortably say, well, that's not really what we're going to be talking about today, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. he was a private pilot candidate, you know, that would have running down all those rabbit holes would have definitely created excessive time and cost on his part. Yeah, yeah. So most of us have had an instructor mentor who helped us learn the ropes. Uh, who was yours and what was the most meaningful thing they taught you? Well, actually, one of the very important things I learned was an inadvertent lesson. In my very third lesson, and I call it the small country strip, I inadvertently got us into, in the nice little 150, into a pretty aggressive spin. (laughs) Yes, and I distinctly can easily recall that falling sensation, which was completely unexpected, the rotation of the earth, how I froze on the controls and did that natural reaction of pulling back and trying to lift that wing. Mm-hmm. And then we are really moving. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, I, I let go when he said I have the controls. And uh, I, to this day, use the sensations I learned back then and that memory to make certain when I do spin training, but even introducing stalls initially to do it very gently, very comfortably. Uh, I really don't want anyone to feel that that sense of actually pretty much pure terror that I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, especially for a private student. Yeah, I came close to not coming back after that. <laughs> but was- um, beyond, beyond that, you know, that was a kind of a negative transference. But I'd say a lot of what I really learned early on was really from just hanging out with the long-term pilots and the antiquers. And the idea was keep it fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a goal, but there's nothing that says you can't really truly enjoy yourself along the way. So I always try to keep that fun aspect and, you know, an extra five minutes to say, let's just enjoy this beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at that cloud formation over there. You know, and just let someone relax in the cockpit and share a joke. That really, I think, goes a long way to helping helping keep that motivation to keep learning because it is fun. Even though it's challenging, it, you're just having a wonderful time. Was there an individual that took you under their wing? Was there anybody that stands out that uh, that you credit some of your instructional technique to? Well, I'd say, again, my original instructor who I myself and someone else started calling the fearless leader (laughs) (laughs) and again because he was very willing to spend uh so much additional time i you know being his first his his first student pilot you know he really he was sending me things he was calling me up he was really making sure that my needs were met and i take that to heart you know we have to go beyond ourselves because we're really there to help someone else achieve their goals Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So as instructors, I mean, you know more than most that we wear a lot of different kinds of hats. There's a lot of skills that go into flight instruction that 
don't involve necessarily flying the airplane itself. Um, what is the most valuable non-aviation skill you've learned or honed as a flight instructor? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's non-aviation because it's a core in aviation, but I'd say the whole idea of situational awareness. I really found that uh, aviation has made me even driving the car or in daily activities, you know, being much more aware of the environment around you, where you're going. It's like applying those navigational skills to daily activities, you know, planning, you know, there's a close relationship between pre-flight planning and or flight planning and how do you plan your day and everything else around it. Mm -hmm. I think also it's really helped me become a more outgoing person, which I think is wonderful. You know, it's really easy for us that have, believe it or not, some naturally introvert tendencies to be happy sitting in the corner and not, you know, not communicating a lot with other people. But in the aviation community, uh, there's so much of a social aspect to it that it just becomes a second nature, I think. Yeah, those are great answers. I, I really like the situational awareness thing because I think of, you know, how I operate in my daily life as well. And I, I, I feel it. I, I never thought about it, but you're absolutely right. You, you tend to pay more attention to the little things um, because those little things in an airplane can be really big things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'd say also the safety aspect, you know, if especially as flight instructors, we're always thinking safety. And from that perspective of the whole risk awareness and risk mitigation, that just permeates, you know, permeates your whole being also, mm -hmm. you know, even noticing things around your own home that you might not have thought of previously. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great answer. What do you enjoy most about flight instruction? Oh, I would say sharing, you know, I, my own, my own aircraft, when I decided to purchase one, it simply had to be a side-by-side, -side. Mm. even though I really appreciate it. And I love tandem aircraft. When it came to my own, I just had to have that ability to nudge the person next to me and, you know, point out something or like give them the stick because it has a stick. Oh, and, nice. Uh, you know, so that whole idea of sharing, we're sharing our uh, knowledge, we're sharing the camaraderie, we're sharing sunsets, you know, we're just sharing the experience with others. And, and memories. I mean, these are things that, that uh, your, your learners are not going to forget. I mean, the, how they felt when they earned their certificate or, like you said, saw their first sunset from the airplane. I mean, you, you can't forget that sort of thing. Yes. And, and the fact we're, you know, and we're part of their memories also. That's what's wonderful. It's that entire shared experience. And I found, you know, years later, I might get an email from someone that I'd flown with and now they're living in another state and they might send an email and say this sunset reminded me of when like mm -hmm. you and I together did this and I think that's just really special <laughs> and you just don't forget your instructors I mean I I can tell you all of the instructors I've ever had so it's kind of cool to know that sort of my name is is uh you know written in permanent ink in someone else's memory. And, and I don't know, I, you're right. It's kind of a cool, cool thing to think about. Well, and it's that whole, as you know, we, we joke about it, but it's so true that we hear instructor's voice. It goes yeah. far beyond that solo when you just kind of want to say, okay, I've got this. You can shut up now. <laughs> yeah. Re recently to my, to my uh, former clients where I was at the uh, FBO walk past, they're now both 
aircraft owners. And uh, as I walked by, they, they kind of said, well, there she is. And I said, why? And they said, we're just talking about you. And I said, what was that? And they said, we're agreeing we still hear you talking to us. <laughs> That's awesome. So thinking about all your time as an instructor, uh, what is your most interesting or scary or fun story you've had with a student? Okay, well, I'd say there was, well, one was this phenomenal uh, 4th of July flight, and this was during COVID. So mm -hmm. remember during COVID, there were no public 4th of July gatherings. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there's nowhere people could gather together and watch it. So that evening, I had a, uh, someone who wanted to take a long commercial flight. So we flew, we left at, or that was a night flight. Uh, we left just before sunset and we expected to see a couple 4th of July, you know, small celebrations. And all the way from just after sunset until one o'clock in the morning, constant, constant firework celebrations. <sighs> And it was just phenomenal. It was like our country was just saying, you know, we can do this. And we, everywhere we went, you see a lot of people, you could tell they had backyard celebrations. And one town, I really think seemed everyone, they, every block seemed to have a pretty phenomenal firework going off of their own. Uh, so that was just wonderful. It was kind of like a a big happy birthday to America that night. It lasted for so long. It was just heartwarming. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I always, I always love seeing those on Fourth of July. You know, it's kind of a bummer sometimes when you're you're working on a holiday, but then you see that and it just it mm -hmm. makes all the difference. So, yeah. um, in your mind, what quality or skill makes for an exceptional flight instructor? Well, I would say the uh, attitude, really you know, uh, because we're role models. So our attitude colors the attitude of our learners, right? We're role models and the attitude that we want to continually learn. That if, if we have that attitude ourselves, really that's going to permeate our education that we provide to others. And that's setting them up to continually become safer, more competent, more professional pilots. Um, and proficiency gaining for the rest of their flying career. So I guess I know it sounds like perhaps an odd answer, but I'd say attitude. <laughs> well, you know, and, and a, a instructor with a negative attitude creates students with a negative or learners with a negative attitude. So mm -hmm. it, it definitely is contagious in whichever direction you choose to go. Mm -hmm. So what aspect of uh, flight instruction has best prepared you for what you do now? And when I say that, I mean, you know, maybe being a examiner or the things that you do with the Civil Air Patrol, how has it prepared you, or even the, the nappy chair, how has it prepared you to, uh, to be successful in these roles? Well, I think that it permeates not only flight instruction, but just working with people in general in many aspects would be the human relation skills. You know, one of the things we have to learn and we learn and improve on as we instruct more and more is that we have to tailor ourselves to the learning styles of the people we work with. Mm. You know, it can't be, this is the way I'm teaching everybody. This is how you're going to learn. And there are some instructors and that works for them but really, if we can learn to modify our style, just like we know some people are more auditory learners, most people are visual learners, some people are kinetic learners, you know, that's just one of the simple ways that we can identify learning styles and, and 
tailor our techniques to what's best for the individual. You know, some people love in-depth explanation. Some people would be overwhelmed with that. So I think that's part of what creates that aura of our, we're a professional instructor and one of the things we learn through experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's all aspects of simply human relations. You know, I think my former careers as an international consultant has been very, very helpful in flight instructing because of the um, getting used to the diversity over all, all those years of working with people in different countries. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to be dynamic on, on how to interact with these people, and, and that trains you to be successful in, in all aspects, I would imagine. One would hope so, but there's always surprises, <laughs> just like flight instructing. <laughs> so final question. Um, yeah. If you could give a new instructor one piece of advice for success in the profession, what would it be? Oh, I'd say involvement. You know, really, if, and I know it can be difficult, for example, you have a young child, so there's not a lot of extra time, but really to the extent that someone could get involved in the community, involved in going beyond, hey, here's our one hour together, our two hours together, you know, uh, any kind of outreach, even sharing things that you've read that you thought were really beneficial or YouTubes and just sending those out to your, sending out to your learners or other pilots or being willing to do presentations, you know, that that's what creates that sense of community. That's what keeps people in aviation. And that also keeps them motivated for that continual learning. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, joining NAFI was one of the best things I ever did. It, it led to uh, my original position here, and uh, over 10 years later, I'm still here and, and, and loving it. And I mean, you started out, I remember when uh, you and I first met, um, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was actually at AirVenture, and uh, we were talking about the first year at the Pilot Proficiency Center, and and lo and behold, ever since then, now you're now you're NAFI chair, and, and uh, it's been a great ride, so... Um, I, I think that's a, a wonderful way to, uh, to, to provide our new instructors with, um, you know, options on how to grow. And so I, I think that's great. Now, I, I lied a little bit because I usually will throw in one what I like to call bonus question. But uh, do you have any sort of final thoughts or anything you want to communicate with our members, our viewership, our listenership, uh, anything you want to sort of throw out there? Well, obviously, the majority of people listening are NAFI members, and for those of you that aren't, uh, anyone can join NAFI. There's no need to be a flight instructor. Uh, in fact, it's a wonderful way to learn more about aviation and techniques and those human relationship skills I was talking about being so important because what better way to learn more about aviation than seeing what the instructors themselves learn? Mm-hmm. Great advice. Well, Karen, thank you so much for uh, for spending time with us today. I uh, really appreciate your time. 